All right. Okay, okay. That was my way of doing a microphone check, I guess. Well, uh, back at this thing again. Um, much more energy this time. I'm not going to apologize for the last show, but I definitely get why some people didn't like it. Uh, it was um, kind of a downer, and um, I was tired, you know? And, uh, you know, these last couple of shows I'm kind of looking at as um, a tester, just to kind of get myself reacclimated to podcasting. I'm used to podcasting with a partner, so doing it alone has been a bit different. Uh, so, you know, getting used to it, uh, kind of like a, uh, I'm sure like a divorced man would feel. You're used to doing it with someone else, and now you got to get used to doing it alone again. Um, anyway, um, so also I, I, I spoke with one of my closest confidants, and uh, she uh, she gave me some really good advice about um, a it's just, this has been something that I've, I've heard a lot on every podcast I've been on, um, that we don't finish thoughts. We kind of ramble. Mark and I were very, uh, on into the gray. We're very, uh, notorious for never finishing thoughts. I would get <laughs> messages from people saying, dude, why did you guys not finish the X, Y, Z thought? Cause I, I, I thought that was really interesting and I wanted to hear your conclusion to it. And I guess we both maybe have ADD or whatever you know, people have these days and, uh, we just would move on because one thing would think of something else and then onto something else. It's like those books my kids have. They're called, uh, uh, if you give a mouse a cookie or whatever, or give a moose a muffin. And it's, you know, it's, if you never read them before, it's, it's like, you know, you give a moose a muffin and he's going to want milk. And when he drinks milk, he's going to think how much he likes cows. And when he thinks about cows, he's going to think about when he used to live on a farm. When he lives on a farm, he's going to think about, and then it always circles back to that makes him think of milk. And when he thinks of milk, he wants a muffin. Well, that's kind of how the thought processes go in my head. So I'm going to try to streamline, uh, not streamline. I'm going to try to focus myself on a few certain little topics I think about, um, Firstly, just so I figure it might be fun to chronicle this for as long as it lasts, about five months ago, my dog Dozer, who was a 14-year-old English Bulldog, and if you don't know English Bulldogs, um, I'm sure everyone knows what English Bulldog is, those, you know, dump trucks of a dog that uh, have smashed faces and larger shoulders and breathe heavily like a... like they're dying with every breath, and uh, they ride skateboards, and they're super cute. Anyway, I worked for the Bulldog Rescue for many years, and those of you who know me in real life know that my job is I'm an animal professional, um, and I've worked in the animal field for many years. Um, and uh, Dozer was my second English Bulldog, actually, and he lived to be 14, which, again, if you know English Bulldogs, that is insane that he lived that long. Like, typically, they're listed that their lifespan to be eight years. Maybe nine if you really push it. Excuse me. But double digits never happens. He got to be 14. So his death, although sad, was something I was prepared for for like five years. He outlived his factory warranty, you know, many times over. So anyway, he dies. Uh, Wife is pregnant, about eight months or so pregnant. And then she says, you know, well, we got to wait to get a dog because a baby's coming, which... I mean, I found to be incredibly sensible that she thought that also a little selfish because I'm a knee jerk reaction kind of person, which is why I need her around. She's sort of the, um, the yin to my yang or the, um, breaks to my all out assault on everything I want to do at once. So, um, although I, I look 
like I may have a very slow metabolism, I, uh, I have a sort of all out, um, uh, sort of an all out knee jerk reaction type of thing with life. If I see a direction that you want to point me towards and say, go, I will be to the end of the wall on the other side of it. By the time you make the O noise and go, I'm just stupid that way. I won't think like, you know, I'll run through a brick wall and then you can say, Hey, there was a rope right there. You could have climbed over. Eh, whatever. I'm there. Anyway, so I wanted to go head first into the brick wall that was, let's get a dog right away. Because uh, in my mind, like, a bulldog is a great dog. They're awesome. They're sweet. He's a sweetheart. You know, you lay and snuggle with him if you can handle the smell. The cats loved him. My kids loved him until they started getting a little bitey and then they stopped liking him. But he would never really bite them. It's just he was deaf and blindish. So when they'd come up and, like, you know, behind him to pet him, he would kind of spin around like he was going to bite him, which, you know, he wouldn't have done it. Anyway, so, but they're, they're sweet dogs and, and they're, they're really good dogs. But anyway, they're not the most athletic dogs in the world. And my family, we like to hike, we like to walk for walks, we like to go places, go to the beach, you know, whatever, go to the mountains. Um, and we could never bring him. He was, in, it was impossible to bring him on a leash. So this is what he used to do. We would walk on a leash and he would do what, what those of us in the bulldog community call bully breaks. He would essentially, like an asshole, lay down wherever the hell he wanted. Now, for me... Typically, that was somewhere in a crosswalk on a busy street that we were crossing. And he was a big boy. He was about 70 pounds. So now I have to hoist 70 pounds of dead weight that is trying to bite me because he thinks it's hilarious, I'm sure, and lift him up on my shoulder while onlookers in a four-lane road are at red lights staring at me. I can't just yank him and drag him because... I'm then a dog abuser, and I'm not a dog abuser, but sure as shit is it going to look like I'm a dog abuser. So, he would do that all the time. So, we could never take him anywhere. Um, if I let him off the leash, which is not, you know, legal to do and, and not a thing you should do because it's, it's not it's not safe, um, he would sort of meander along with us, and we'd have to call him and, come on, buddy, let's go, and, you know, then he'd kind of come on. So, it wasn't, you couldn't go on hikes because you were constantly going at a snail's pace. So he, I haven't had a dog, an actual dog, like what you would think of when you say, oh, you know, you have a dog. I wouldn't ha I haven't had one of those in a long time. I had a walking paperweight. He legitimately slept 22 or so hours a night, like a day. I mean, I just, he would wake up to pee and poop and up to the day he died, cutest thing ever. He would poop and he would run away as fast as he could from the poop hilarious. I wish we humans had that inclination to, to just poop flush and take off. Um, so anyway, he would, you know, he would pee, poop, uh, eat, and then back to sleep out like a light. So it was, you know, my cats were more energetic than him. So anyway, he dies. Uh, we have to put him down. Uh, he just got dementia and blind, deaf in pain. You know, it's time to go. So we do that. Well, like I said, I'm an animal professional. I've worked in shelters for a few years. I've worked at a vet for a few years, and I volunteer with different rescues. So I kind of know the game. The game is, and those of you who've ever had a experience with a rescue probably know what the game is. The game is, let's zhuzh, I love that word, let's zhuzh up their write-up about what this dog is into and what this dog is like to use flowery language to make it seem like this dog is not an asshole. Now, 
before I say this, I'm going to preface by saying not every dog in a rescue or a shelter is an asshole. There's some very wonderful, wonderful animals who, by no fault of their own, have um, been in bad situations where they're stuck in a shelter. They're stuck in a rescue. They they have bad families. Or just the family fell on hard times. They couldn't keep them. Their, their other dog didn't accept them. Whatever. I mean, it, there's, there's a million and one ways, uh, reasons that a dog ends up at a shelter. But, unfortunately... I would say if there was a, a pie chart explaining the reasons that dogs are at shelters, one of the larger pieces of pie would be dog is an asshole. And you won't know the dog's an asshole until you put it in certain situations. There could be a dog that's an asshole with kids. Um, and it says don't adopt kids. Lots of kids for this dog. And it never comes into contact with a kid. And the dog never has a problem his entire life. Uh, this dog doesn't like cats, whatever, you know, just, you know, those of you who know pit bulls know that pit bulls are terriers. They're bred to, you know, be aggressive towards other dogs and other animals, not people. Actual pit bulls are not aggressive to people. They cannot be because when they fight, there's a person in the ring with them. They have to break them up. If they were aggressive towards people and redirect another person, they would no longer be allowed to live. It is sad and horrible. But that's the reality of what the bread, the breed is bred for. So actual pit bulls, super good with people, terrible with other animals. So if you adopt a pit bull and then all of a sudden you bring it home to your cats and it kills your cats, the dog's not really an asshole. You're an asshole for putting in that situation. Okay. So that's what I mean by asshole. Like the dog just disrupts your life in a way that you don't want it to disrupt your life. So I go to this one uh, rescue online and I have a very specific thing I'm looking for. A dog that is, you know, at least Labrador sized. Because again, I've had this 70 pound fat paperweight that's like a foot and a half off the ground. I have to bend over to pet him. He's no fun to walk around. He's just, don't get me wrong, I love him. But it's like when your family member is like, you know, you can make fun of your cousin or your brother because you've known him your whole life and you love him. But if somebody else does, you, you punch him. It's kind of the same thing. I can make fun of Dozer all day because he was my boy. But anyway. He was a 70-pound fat paperweight who had tiny feet or tiny legs. And so now I want a, a somewhat athletic dog, you know, a German short-haired pointer, a Labrador retriever, golden retriever, um, you know, something along those lines, something something average size. Now, I, I can't have a pity where I live, insurance reasons. It sucks, but whatever. Um, I'm not necessarily like some, like a pit bull advocate, so it's, it's not, it's no skin off my back. Um... I always want an Irish wolfhound, but they don't live very long either. And I don't really want to test that. And the large giant breeds, as much as I love them, like St. Bernard's and things like that, there's a lot of health issues that go along with those dogs. And I rolled the dice twice on one of the highest health issue animals there is, the English bulldog. And I came out, you know, rolling sevens every time because I got lucky. Both my dogs lived a very long time, didn't have a lot of health issues. I don't know if I want to like walk into another situation like with an Irish wolfhound or a St. Bernard or whatever where you can get the ACL tears and all that stuff and all the other things that can go the bloat and all everything else and be like you know what I'm I will live this charmed dog life nothing bad's gonna happen to me nah I'm not doing that shit so anyway there's one rescue I first one the first one I, I talked to is they, they they had this thing about like you know oh the dog is um well a couple of their dogs they said like you know is, is a bit territorial what that means is that dog will bite you if you come into the backyard and scare it. Or if you open its kennel, it may or may not come out and want to bite you. 
Um, or it also may not welcome your friends into your home. Like I'm going to watch the UFC tonight. That's on tonight. My friends are coming over. And if I had this dog, I don't know if it's going to attack my friends. So now you're in a situation where you have to lock your dog into a room or a kennel when you have people over, which is, you know, sucks. I mean, yeah, you don't want your dog jumping on your, on your, you know, uh, you're not expecting your dog to jump up on your, uh, your guests and like, you know, be a lap dog for them and be their best friend. But also it's kind of sucks if you have to live under the idea that you have to hide your animal. I had a Rottweiler when I was a kid who was like that. He loved my dad. He loved me. He loved my mom, uh, my brother, but hated everybody else. Like I, I legitimately like I've heard people talk about Rottweilers where they say that you have to actually introduce them to someone for them to be okay with them. I witnessed this firsthand. My sister's uh, then boyfriend, now ex-husband, uh, was standing there and our Rottweiler, his name was Bob. He didn't get introduced to this guy like correctly. He just sort of walked in the room and saw this guy standing there. And it was funny because I noticed it. He looked at my dad, looked at the guy, looked at my dad, looked back at the guy. And then his body shifted and I went, Oh no. And I kind of put my arm out to grab him. And he actually ended up biting my arm because he was going to leap and bite this guy. I kind of caught him midair. Had I known about the guy, what I know about him now, I probably would let him bite him. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, but anyway, so you know, Rottweilers have that protection thing about them. And so then we had to lock him in the room with whenever people came over because that sort of began a cycle of him just going like, you know what? I don't trust anybody. So you don't want to have that with a dog. And then you get the other ones where they say like, um, well, I had one I talked to the other day and they were like, they had it listed. This dog is good with kids, cats, uh, and other dogs. Great. Cause I don't own another dog, but my mom has a dog and I'd like my dog and her dog to go hiking together with us. Um, I call and I'm like, Hey, you know, so this dog's good with everything. Like, Oh yeah, yeah. It was returned to us for some reason though. Let me check. And she looks in the file and then she's like, Oh yeah, it was returned to us because it, well, whenever they say well and change their sentence structure, that means that they're about to try to spruce it up for you. She says, well, um, it was, huh? It, it, I guess they gave it up a treat the first night and then it, it kind of growled at the kids. I was like, okay, so it's treat aggressive. Great. Perfect. That's exactly what I want in a dog when I have two little kids and one baby. I want a dog that if they try to hand it a treat, it's going to take their arm off if they try to grab it from them again. So that's out. Um, luckily, I have friends who work at the old shelter where I used to work, and that shelter is amazing, and they actually don't BS you about the dogs at all because uh, they're a nonprofit. And there's too much liability for them to, to do that. But... Still, it's it is a arduous, annoying, stupid. I like how like I started with a big word and kind of worked my way down to stupid um, process to try to adopt a, a dog from a shelter when you have the kind of parameters that I do. Because a lot of them are like, "Oh, no kids," and you find out why no kids. Oh, they're very rambunctious. I don't want them to knock your kids over. I'm like, okay, so I I you don't think I can handle a dog with high energy, but you're okay with maybe adopting me a dog that will bite my kid for a milk bone. That's, you know, whatever. Anyway, their heart's in the right place. God bless them. Um, whatever. But so I figured the, the chronicling of whether or not I get a dog anytime soon might be interesting to mention from time to time. I did just email, uh, prior to going live with this, I did email, uh, somebody on Craigslist, which is always a great idea, uh, about a Labrador retriever, which is 10 months old. Uh, 10 weeks old. I mean, my wife is extremely against getting a puppy, but given the situation that I've had with these other dogs and the, um, 
the not so great uh, responses. Um, kind of trying to make her lean that direction. <sighs> Just because, you know, it would be a lot easier to get a puppy and then you can kind of groom them to be how you want them to be. And uh, they're on the kids their whole life. They're on cats their whole life. It just becomes normal to them. And it's a lot easier to train them, too. Um, you can teach old dogs new tricks. That's not the the whole. That's a very big misconception that you can't do that. But it's a lot easier to teach puppies. Anyway, so, um, yeah, that's the dog chronicles for today. Uh, secondly, um, I thought of this thing the other day when I was I was talking to my friend Missy who is the person who uh, kind of helped me realize that I uh, definitely need to focus up a bit and um, not have podcasts where it sounds like it's going to be my last podcast on earth because I'm so sad sounding. I was just tired. I apologize, everybody. I'm not apologizing for the podcast because, you know, that's what having a personal podcast is. All the good and the bad and, you know, the, the scabs, you rip them off right there sometimes in front of the microphone. But anyway, uh, I was at the park talking to Missy on the phone about the podcast and I, you know, we were talking about, you know, the idea of, of just sort of focusing on things. Cause you know, it's not easy to just turn on the mic and start talking, but sometimes you do need guidance. And as much as I try to be like punk rock about it and be like, I don't need anybody. I don't need any guidance. I'm going to turn it on and just talk and people are going to, li- no one's going to listen if you just do that. Cause it's boring. Um, I want to interview people and have guests, but you know, that's down the line a bit. Um, we had guests on Into the Gray. We had some amazing guests. And I want to get a couple of them back on this show, too. Uh, like, we had that guy who was a ghost hunter on the show. And I really want to get him back on the show. And um, I had uh, comedian Dan Cummins on the show. My friend Joe Bartnick, who's a comic. You know, there's a lot of people like that I want to get back on the show. So we'll do that, too. But I feel like I need to get my sea legs under me first and do this for a while. Um, so anyway, while at the park, I got the phone with Missy and... I, I <laughs> there's an idea that I've had for a while. Like when I first became a parent, which was seven years ago, almost eight years ago, actually. Um, I always heard the term helicopter parent. And it was like a, it was like, you know, one of those hush hush things like, Oh, he's a helicopter parent. Oh, that guy over there. Yeah, he's a real helicopter parent. And I didn't really get what was the issue of being a helicopter parent. And I don't know. And I'm, I'm kind of putting this out there. I'll give some examples, and maybe you guys want to respond uh, to me via Instagram, uh, to our, our Instagram page. Um, I, I'll set up an email soon. Uh, I think an email is probably a better idea because of the fact that I uh, uh, not a lot of people are on Instagram. Not everybody's on Instagram. But um, I want to do a... Um, uh, uh, you know, people respond to me on these things. So Midlife Chaos podcast, uh, is on Instagram. That's the Instagram page. Anyway. So, um, go ahead and respond to midlife chaos podcast, uh, on Instagram. Anyway. So I don't know if I'm a helicopter parent or maybe I'm just an older parent. So I see the bullshit, but like little kids are assholes and I don't want my kids to get like ruined by these assholes. So probably about a Three, four months ago, we went to a park. Uh, There's a bunch of kids there. And yes, if you're doing the math, it was during the middle of COVID and I don't care. Um, and there's a bunch of kids there, so I wasn't alone. And there's one of those like slides. It's like a corkscrew slide and it's open on the sides. My son was going up, a bit, up it, which I told him not to do. 
and the kid was going down it, which was him doing the right thing. And my son almost fell off and he was about eight feet in the air when it happened. And it, and it kind of freaked me out. So I was like, Hey man, we're done. You know, you can't do that. Anyway, then I saw some kid like a few weeks ago doing the same thing my son was doing, but his like his friend that he made at the park decided to be funny to like literally go down and kick him off. And this kid fell a good six feet. Luckily he didn't get hurt. But the other, then, then like the mom calls him over. And she's like, Hey, what did you do? And she's like, Oh, the kid's like, Oh no, I, I didn't know he was there. And I, whatever. I saw the thing happen. He totally knew he was there. He like straight up WWE, you know, drop kick leg, this kid as he went down the, the slide. And me being the dick that I am, I totally ratted him out. I was like, his mom's like, she said something. And I go, Hey, is your son? Okay. She goes, Oh yeah. Why? I go, oh, I saw the whole thing happen. She goes, Oh my gosh, you saw it happen. So what happened? And I totally told her. And then she called her kid over and like made him go on a timeout. It was hilarious. I don't care. Um, there should be order to this world. Damn it. Anyway. Um, so I've seen things like that. And that's kind of like, you know, the thing with my son, the first thing with my son, it's kind of an accident. My son's fall for growing up to the thing. But then you see other times, <clears throat> pardon me, when kids are like see another kid on the monkey bars and they just go across the monkey bars and totally hip check your kid. And I want to strangle those kids. Like they're seven and eight year old. So obviously I can't strangle them and their parents. I could probably strangle their parents, but that's probably not a good look either. So it's like, I don't know what to do. And I feel like such a helicopter parent because I want to be like standing there as a deterrent to this other little asshole. Like, oh, I probably shouldn't, you know do anything to this kid because their dad's right there. And then, you know, they're, they're, they're super mean to each other. They say mean stuff to each other all the time. Like my son, you know, he was like whistling or something, which I get is super annoying. And if you're an adult and you whistle in public, you should probably be flogged. But he like whistled in school and he's like, I was like, Hey man, how's your day? He's like, Oh good. I was like, yeah, you any friends? You know, what'd you, what'd you do? He's like, Oh, there's this one girl. I don't think she likes me. I was like, okay, why? You know, it's like, I don't want to break it to him. Like, Hey, you're my son. There's a lot of girls that aren't going to like you. But, um, I was like, what happened? And he said, you know, I was whistling and like, she kept giving me really dirty looks and being really mean to me. I'm like what a little bitch. Like, why, why are you being mean? Why don't you just say something, be an adult about it, say something. And then another time we were at this, like this trampoline park here uh, in town and my kids were on the trampoline and like, so they go like from like. There was like a thing where it was like five trampolines in a row and then a a 45 degree angle trampoline up on the wall at the end of the room. And then they would like bounce, 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 hit the wall, bounce off the wall and then land on their butts. And they thought it was hilarious. Well, every time they're going, they're like bounce one, next trampoline, bounce two. And then like three kids would run across the trampoline and totally see them. And they just didn't give a shit. I was so annoyed. My kids were trying to be like, my kids like wait in line. They're very polite. I've taught them to be very polite. And when it's time for them to be at wait in line, I know when they feel weird about it, when kids cut, because I look back at me, like, what am I supposed to do? And I'm just like, you know, I mean, like, there's times I want to be like, just knuckle up, hit him in the head. But you know, you can't do that. Um, so like I finally was, I had our baby in a stroller. I finally stood in a position where Basically, anybody wanted to run on the trampolines. They couldn't run in that direct path anymore. They had to go like the long way around to the trampoline so they couldn't cut my kids off. I don't know if that's petty of me or bad, but like, I don't, I don't care. I, it's, I mean, you know, whatever. I don't care. I mean, it's like I, I can stand here, so whatever. But it's just, it just seems like so many kids have bad manners. It annoys the shit out of me. It really does. And my kids have good manners. I don't get it. Like, why Why do you people 
not you people, because I'm sure if you're my fans, you're amazing. Um, but why do some people think it's okay to just not police your kids at the park? This is the part where I think I'm a helicopter parent. If my kids do something in the park, I'm on them. I'm on them. Like, hey, can't do that. That's not okay. You know, or, you know, if like they're not waiting in line, I'll tell them, hey, no, 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 you got to get behind those kids, which is why they do it now. Or like if my kid's on the swing forever and there's a kid waiting and like the other kid's not getting off, I'll say, hey, you got to give your friend here another turn. Uh, turn. You got to get off. And I'm the only, I feel like I'm the only parent who's actually like at the play area with their kids. The rest of the parents are on their phone, sitting on the bench, you know, talking to their friend that they came there with, like not paying attention to their kids. Like legitimately to the point where like you see kids fall down or get hurt and the moms are like, oh my God, what happened? And then when they do get hurt, they're so ill prepared. I had a, when my son was like three, we were at a park and it had this like, it was like an old school park. So like it had like a lot of dangerous stuff and it had like a pulley system for these big scoopers where you could scoop sand up, pull them up to the top of this thing. And then you take the scooper and dump it into this tube. And then the tube goes down and it's back onto the ground. It's like a little pulley system. Kids had a good time with it. My son was pulling it up. He was like three. So he legitimately like was having a hard time pulling it up. This other kid who was like five got underneath it and was looking straight up at it. Right. I see him doing it. I'm like, this isn't going to end well. Of course it doesn't. My son, you know, at three, just sort of lets go of it. He has no idea that kid's even down there. He lets go of it. It cracks his kid in the head and is just bleeding everywhere, right? And his mom, like, freaks out. She's like, oh, my God, what do I do? And I'm, I'm like, the only other parent there. So I was like, okay, well, do you have any, like, gauze or anything? Do you have any, like, a towel? She had nothing. So, like, we just took the kid's shirt off. He had, like, an undershirt on. And we, I go, okay, just apply pressure. And then go to the doctor. Should I go to the doctor? And this kid's gushing blood because it's a head wound. Head wounds just bleed. She's like, should I go to the doctor? I'm like, yes, you should go to the doctor. Like, take your kid to the doctor. He's fine, but, like, you need to stop the bleeding. And it's a head wound. So, typically, that requires, like, butterflies or stitches or whatever. And, like, she, like, just stood there and, like, looked around as if, like, someone was going to teleport her to the hospital. I basically was like, hey, take him to the car. Start your car drive out of the parking lot and go to the hospital. I mean, I know it sounds condescending, but had you been there, you would have realized like this lady was completely clueless. And she wasn't like in shock because she was just like that failure to launch, like get moving. Let's go. Like you, how are you so bad at dealing with a, a, an issue? Like, it, it, I don't know. It doesn't keep compute with me. Like I'm one of those people who, when something happens, I need to think fast. I think fast and I go. Um, oh, anyway. So that was just, you know, one of those things, it's like, I don't know if my constantly being on my kids, knowing where my kids are, knowing what they're doing, um, like, I don't let them run ahead of me on the street very far because somebody could be backing their car up and not see them. They're not big people. They're little kids. Um, and so they don't get to go more than like a house length ahead of me. Or, because I've seen this happen a lot, a dog is in the, in the, the garage and this thing comes running in front of their house and it's small. And they could get bit. Or if they're riding their bikes, bikes or scooters seem weird to dogs. So dogs will go after them. You know, it's like, I feel like those are things that like most parents should do, but I see that they don't. And then when you tell them you do that, like, oh my God, you're one of those parents, you're a helicopter parent. Yeah, you're, you're one of those overprotective parents. Like, yeah, I'm overprotective. Like what, what more do you have in the world to protect other than your children? Same reason I'm not going out and buying any dog I, I think is cute because I'm protecting my kids. Like, I don't, I don't understand the mentality behind people who think that that is somehow 
like a bad thing. So I don't know, if I'm wrong, let me know. I, I, I'm pretty sure that I'm, I'm right, but, um, yeah, it's uh, interesting. Um, anyway, um, so, uh, be, I promise to be more upbeat next time, uh, as I was this time, like, like last time and do more, um, you know, send me topics, uh, into the gray or no, into the gray. That's the old podcast. Uh, Midlife Chaos Podcast, Midlife Chaos Podcast um, on Instagram, and um, you know, let me know uh, what you guys want me to talk about. I can pretty much talk about anything. All right, uh, thanks again for letting me hang out with you for a little while. The podcast will probably get longer as things go along, and uh, all right, have a good day, everybody.